Bachelor Podcast, uh, week number five. This is Lover Boys. Uh, August is out of town, and so this week we're doing a little abridged episode just to keep you guys updated, and uh, maybe we'll do a full download once we get August back this weekend. But um, yeah, wow, crazy episode we have for you guys today. I mean, this one, I ah, man, there was so much actual drama, but given the context of the show. I think we should start off with eulogizing Meatball. This was our final Meatball episode. Um, And I'm just going to say, in the lore of weird characters and people who got too far on The Bachelor, Meatball had one of the sickest runs I've ever seen of anybody on this show. You know, and I've only watched two seasons. So really, he just had a run better than anybody last season. But man, this guy was the GOAT. You, you You just had to see him, okay? He had this whole arc where he went from only talking about meatballs to only talking about other dudes in like a tattle sense. And then finally, he came out of his like he came out of his shell this episode and he just was himself and talking to Rachel about how much he cared about her. Now, that being said, I don't think we ever got a kiss between Rachel and Meatball, at least not an on-camera kiss. So, it, and and you know, Please, Loverboy Nation, um, you know, write into the show, email email the company that runs this podcast, um, you know, tell them if I'm wrong on that one. But he never once kissed Rachel, and for a no-kiss guy to make it into week five, absolutely stunning. Like, I, I cannot think of a time where that would have even come close to happening. No, Nobody has gotten this far without an inkling of interest from the other party, so... I mean, right off the bat there, Meatball just, you know, he had a great run. I loved the fake out with Rachel where he rejected the rose and then accepted it, but it was time. All good things come to an end and all that. Um, So now into the actual part of the episode that they want us to discuss. Um, So Logan, last episode, we talked a lot about Logan, the free agent, Logan potentially ditching team Rachel to go to team Gabby. This episode... I came in wondering, how are they going to make this into a drama? Because we already kind of know how it's going to go from things like the previews and commercials and stuff, where it's like, okay, we definitely see videos of Logan doing stuff. We know he's going to be in for at least another week, if not a couple. And uh, yeah, this episode kind of delivered on that. I mean, it didn't do anything that I wasn't expecting. So he knocks on Rachel's door, has a sit-down little couch conversation, um, one weird thing we noticed in this episode because there were a bunch of in the in the hotel room conversations on the cruise ship the suite that they put Gabby and Rachel in is identical like they each have identical versions of the same suite and both of them have this weird purple couch that's like shaped like a circle not pertinent to the course of the episode but i mean it was just you just had to see it it was a big purple couch that was shaped like a circle anyway he sits Rach down on the couch, um, it kind of maturely, you know, just says how he's feeling, you know, but the line that he drops where I think Logan dropped the ball was where he's, he talked about the first night that they had a one-on-one, like not like a one-on-one date, but a one-on-one conversation. And he says that he came out of that feeling more for Gabby. And this is where I kind of got to come down on him. Um, because as a dude, you can't say that you spent the last four weeks thinking this, you gotta, you gotta at least kind of, cause the, I mean, the first thing that Rachel comes back at him with is how, how did you keep this to yourself? How did you keep this information away from me and string me along like this? Which as a viewer, 
yeah, that's kind of how I felt too, where it's like, all right, dude, I mean, we, we called it out. Me, me and August said after week one or maybe week two that Logan is a player. Logan loves playing both sides. And, uh, you know, he kept his intentions pretty private, which is his prerogative. But if you're going to do that, I mean, once in episode three, they put the hammer down and said, let's split. You kind of got to do the meatball thing and just talk it out. You know, this is I mean, if you told me coming into the season that meatball would outthink Logan, um, I wouldn't have believed you one bit. But uh, (laughs) I mean, the most bizarre thing was that Rachel, the thing that this kind of domino effect caused was all six of Rachel's dudes, or it might've been all five of them were just out and about in Belgium waiting for a date to start. And Rachel's just in a room crying because this thing happened to her. And that kind of gets me to my next point. Like the, the Rachel thing, look, we kind of talked about it last week. She's under a lot of pressure being on the bachelorette where there's two (laughs) where there's two girls because that's never happened before and understandably she feels insecure about you know being compared to Gabby having to fight for the guy's attention and so this type of thing as she mentioned is like the worst nightmare that being said we are on week what is this three in a row of having a huge blow up cry moment from Rachel and um you know if I was one of the dudes in Rachel's camp and I was like you're kidding you're crying again because of some shit that one of the other dudes did. And, you know, I'm Zach. I'm just kind of trying to be a chill guy. I'm just a chill guy who likes to hang out. I I, I think I would feel pretty insulted. And, um, you know, it was such a funny scene because the dude, I mean, the broskies are just walking around in uh, Bruges, Belgium, Bruges. Um, They're just walking around these streets of a beautiful European city. And then Jesse just pops out from behind a corner and says, gentlemen, I know you're not expecting to see me, but uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to head back. Uh, Rachel's called off the date. Something has come up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, these dudes probably probably not a big fan of Logan's. Um, this is a big Jesse episode, at least at the beginning, because in the moments before that, we actually got some footage of Jesse comforting Rachel. And, you know, Jesse, we're a huge fan of Jesse on this pod. He, I mean, understands the assignment at every turn. He knows how to communicate with people in a major way. And I think that the work that he did talking Clay and Gabby and Rachel through the end of last season kind of, you know, it prepared him for this moment where Rachel's crying a river because Logan is thinking about switching. I mean, he's made his intentions known at this point, but we're still kind of in limbo because we need Gabby to actually accept him into her group. But, you know, Jesse just sits her down and he's like, Hey, look, you're under a lot of pressure. When I was the bachelor, I I had to, I, I, I felt that I needed to be the perfect bachelor and I wasn't. And he just kind of spoke his own experience and was like kind of the realest dude this week. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I think he was a better friend to, Rachel than Gabby was. Um, we can talk about the Gabby part of this. So Gabby and Logan have a conversation like pretty much right after this. And Logan makes his intentions known. And Gabby spends all of like 40 seconds doing the whole like, yeah, well, you know, my friend comes first. I got to talk to her first, all that stuff. But 
I mean, basically from the second that Logan shows up at her door, you know, Gabby's all smiles. Gabby's like kind of, I won't say flirting because like flirting is like, especially in the Logan world, flirting is a very intentional thing, but she was giving some very unintentional body language and cues that say, hell yeah, dude, get on, get on my side. And, um, man, I mean, this is a pro Gabby podcast. This is a pro Rachel podcast. I gotta say feels kind of crappy, especially given that Logan played both sides a little bit. You know, I think the girls rock moment would have been to tell Logan to hit the bricks here. Um, and it's one of those things where we'll never get to know how much, um, influence the producers had. So yeah, uh, minus brownie points for Gabby this week, but plus some, some brownie points for Gabby on, uh, on her date. Cause I mean, well, actually before we get to Gabby's like big group date, the Gabby Rachel conversation was kind of awkward because I think Rachel wanted Gabby to say no. Again, n- none of this was explicit. It was all implicit because they're both kind of, you know, trying to take this as adults. But like, and, and Rachel, to her credit, rebounded throughout the episode. You know, she kind of, I think, realized that, you know, the, what is it now? Five dudes in her camp were all pretty solid. So getting, getting hung up over Logan not a, you know, not a pro move. And I think especially the, the date with Avon probably flipped her a little bit, but, um, you know, I think they both, they both talked about like being on their own journey and stuff like that and wanting to explore everything. And, you know, I think, um, if, if Rachel had her way, Gabby probably would have said for Logan to hit the bricks and I can't get past that one. Um, meatball update. Um, Listen, we already know that he got out, but um, I just wanted to call out Meatball's newest thing this week is that he wears glasses. So already, you know, chubby, big beard guy, you know, kind of a goofy soul. And uh, he had glasses into the equation. And um, that was the same week that he got out. And so, uh, you know, as a, as a, I guess, former glasses guy, maybe sometimes glasses guy, I, I got to be honest, my eyes have, you know, been pretty bad for a while, but I don't drive and besides the computer I don't really look at stuff. So anyway, this isn't about this isn't about me and my glasses thing, but uh you know, as someone who's been a glasses guy before, pretty tough to see the advent of glasses meatball be his downfall. So uh I had that in my notes. Um so there was this after party and it was so funny they called it an after party. Cause the idea was that it was supposed to be after the big group date that Rachel went on. But she didn't go on it. And, um, you know, all the guys are just still dressed up. And now they're just having a cocktail party on the boat. We, I mean, we could also talk about, like, most of these guys have barely left the boat at this point. Um, and they keep doing all these dumb beauty shots of the... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to say the name because I don't want to do free advertising for them. But the very big and famous cruise liner company that's sponsoring and furnishing the show and giving them a free place to stay. Like they keep doing all these shots that don't even make sense where they'll like, just take a, like a video of some beautiful part of the boat. And then like two characters will just kind of like walk through it and go, Oh my God. And then the moment's over. So anyway, the downside of doing the show like that is that if you're a guy in, say, Tyler's shoes, where he didn't go on a one-on-one last week, didn't go on a one-on-one this week, Tyler just hasn't fucking left the boat in, like, two weeks because his group date in Belgium got canceled. Um, But 
anyway, they're at the after party and uh, I categorized all the different kind of check-ins from the dudes because they each had a moment where they're like, all right, we're not debriefing a date that we went on. We're debriefing the fact that you ditched our date to cry about Logan. Um, And I think it gave us a good opportunity to like understand where each guy is at this point on the Rachel side. So I got this one category called the happy to be here category, which at the moment is Tyler, Meatball, and Ethan. And all of them, you know, this could be the producer's fault too, but the cut made it seem like they were just kind of saying like, hey, you know, happy to be here. So sorry that this happened to you. But, uh, you know, like they basically don't have a strong enough connection with Rachel at this point to, uh, (laughs) to have any sort of like nuanced thing to say to her. Um, you know, and then there was this Zach and Rachel moment where Zach is this super reserved tech guy and they go out onto the deck into the night and Zach's like, well, wow, doesn't the stress of this just like make you want to scream? And then Rachel's like, yeah, totally. And then Zach's like, really? Want to go like three, two, one? And then they both scream. And it was pretty clear this was an idea that the producers came up with because Zach's just not a boisterous guy. He's not a screamer. So Zach's scream was like, uh, like he gave nothing. Four seconds of just bullshit little scream. And then Rachel, you know, she granted she's more reserved than Gabby, but like she's still a bubbly person. So Rachel does like a good 10 to 15 seconds of this big, loud, high pitched horror movie scream. Is a, I mean, it was a cute moment. I, I didn't hate it, but uh, I had to call out that very extreme difference in approaches from the two of them. Um, and then the one other reaction was Tino, who he kind of said the thing that we're all kind of thinking, which is like, hey, you kind of ditched us, and that kind of made me feel bad. And Rachel, to her credit, took it like a champ. So, uh, you know, I think Tino was the most honest. He got a rose out of it. Um, and I kind of have to consider Tino a frontrunner now. They seem like they're dating at this point. Okay, Gabby recap. Um, The Gabby moment of the week was they went to a a Belgian waffle place and Gabby put her mouth on the whipped cream dispenser. And if you've been listening to this podcast or following The Bachelor the last two years, that is like the most Gabby thing that you can do. That is like a a Gabby moment and a half. We we had a bunch of of moments like that, but um, I wanted to call that out. Um, Another big one, you know, Eric and Nate, they do this in other seasons, The Bachelor too. By other, I mean last season because I've only watched the two. But um, you know, they go to a destination and there's just randomly a bunch of kids hanging out there, and then the different contestants have to approach hanging out with children as like kind of a kind of an unspoken test, you know. And it was funny because Eric kind of tries to rank. They're they're playing soccer with these little Belgian boys. You know, little kids, you know, like eight, eight or nine year olds. And Eric is kind of like awkward, hairy guy. who's like, you know, seems like he's a front runner, but definitely on the anxious side. He kind of like half picks up a little kid and he's like, oh, clearly not that into it. And then it cuts to Nate, who, you know, not only is he already a dad, but like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody have as much equity with the bachelorettes as, um, as Nate with Gabby. So Nate, he's picking two of them up. He's spinning them around and stuff. Nate, Nate is, I mean, he got a million brownie points out of that one. Um, and it was just funny to see Eric kind of like Eric go for a half measure and Nate go, fuck it. I'm picking up like five of these fucking Belgian kids. (laughs) 
So, um, you know, yeah, shouts out to Nate for being a dad. Um, they also, I don't know where they went for this because I don't think this is a type of place that you can go to in Belgium. Maybe it is, you know, right into the show if it is, but, um, they went to this little like outdoor bar where there's this big ripped Belgian guy and he was like, you come and play the fish slap game. And he taught them how to play rock, paper, scissors, where the loser gets hit in the face by a big fish. And that was kind of the whole date. That was, I mean, the Belgian waffle part was cute. But um, yeah, I mean, that's what they spent the most time doing. Uh, highlights from that, I mean, you know, I could name different dudes getting hit in the face with different fishes. I don't know how exciting that is for you guys. Um, but it was funny. Um, we did have a pretty funny moment from Gabby where... She, near the end of it, and they save this for post-credits, she challenges the ripped dude to a, uh, to a one-on-one. She wants to slap him with a fish, and he beats her in rock, paper, scissors. And so he goes in to, to slap her, and Gabby's like, wait, 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 no, 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 I'll kiss you. And she kisses the Belgian guy in front of all the dudes. Loved that. Uh, Jason also got a kiss. I can't remember what he did to get his, but he kissed her in front of all the guys, and, you know... Jason's such a reserved dude, and we kind of know him as the shy guy, so I wanted to shout that out as well. That was a brave moment. Um, And then right after that date, we got Logan the villain. Um, I think the producers told him to do this, because he he dressed up in all black, a little gold chain um, underneath his blazer, and, you know, he strolls in to the Gabby guys, where they're all chatting and hanging out, and, uh, you know, I mean... I think the whole point of that moment was literally just to get some fun cutaways. Like, the the producers sometimes are not very slick with stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty funny that they just sent him into this room where all the guys are like, oh, shit, you know. Um, So, yeah, the the guys are all pretty vocally wary of Logan. Um, I wanted to shout out good and bad responses. And, uh, you know, it kind of mirrors the kids thing. This is not a good episode for Eric because Eric, he... You know, he kind of sounded anxious about the whole thing. He didn't didn't show any confidence. Um, did get a good thigh touch in, though. So we're nominating Eric. I mean, as brutal as he was this week, he did win Clayton of the Week. I mean, we got it, you know, fair is fair. He was our Clayton this week. But um, Nate had basically the exact same conversation, but he just nailed it. I mean, he he basically, you know, he didn't show any signs of anxiety, but did voice his concern. And I think that's exactly how you want to approach stuff like that. Um, you know, Gabby, at this point, we're pretty unsure of how she feels about Logan. Because she's saying all the right things to him and saying like, oh, you did it with integrity, yada, yada, yada. But like, man, I was still holding out hope that she wouldn't give him a rose this week. Um, let's see what else we got. It's a big week for Rachel kissing. I feel like we're going to say this every week, but um, Avon and Rachel had a really cute date in Bruges. Um, you know, not not a lot of like highlights, highlights, because again, I think the Rachel solo dates are just kind of kissing in a foreign place. Like, I don't think she knows how to have that much fun in stuff. But, um, you know, it was nice to see her get back in her groove after uh, after the Logan thing messed her up so bad. So a lot of public kissing. They had a uh, big dinner in a big church. You know, it, it feels like a retread of stuff we've seen a little bit. Um, Gabby and Johnny got a date. That was pretty fun because I think both of them are, they're kind of the CEOs of riffing on this show. You know, I think Gabby obviously 
we know this. It, she's just going to goof around the whole time on a date. That's kind of why she's fun to watch on TV. But, um, you know, they go to this weird – well, first, they uh, they go to – no, it was – sorry. It was Rachel and Avon go to this old lady that puts a, uh, a veil on you. Um, so Rachel got fitted for a veil, and then they kissed as if they're getting married. And, you know, again, not a lot there. I mean – I'm sure they very like they very much like each other, but there's not a lot of good or bad for that activity. It's just oh yep, you're kissing in a foreign place. So I wanted to call that out for Rachel. Um, the Gabby Johnny date had a lot more fun stuff to it. They went to this like kind of weird metrosexual type of uh, craft brewery in Belgium, which is so funny too because like I think of and I've never been to Belgium, but I think of Belgian breweries as like a huge, you know, not like cutesy little ones. I think of them as like make, you know, huge beers like Stella and stuff. You know, they're, I, I thought that they were in the big beer business, but um, no matter. So they go to this thing and talk to this guy with like a twisty, waxy mustache. And he's telling them about the beers. It's clear Johnny's way into the craft beer stuff. You know, he's kind of a, he's already kind of like a bomber jacket, slick back hairstyle guy, you know? Um, but he definitely has, you know, he's definitely in his element here. And then they take them to this like upstairs area, which is like, I want to call it like a spa, like a day spa within the brewery where you can bathe in beer and massage yourself with beer stuff. And that was just, I mean, that, that's like, you know, that, that, that's a Gabby spot for sure. Because it's like, oh man, there's so much opportunity to goof around bathtub full of beer you got gabby putting her face in it um there's this big bundle of hops that you're supposed to rub on your body and so immediately johnny and gabby just start whipping each other with the with the hops and um i mean they had used this a little bit in the preview so it wasn't a huge surprise but gabby spanking johnny with the hops was just a funny moment i I just i giggled at that for sure but um yeah you know it's a classic gabby date all laughs and stuff um, and then cocktail party, you know, Gabby gets a, uh, she, this was kind of the, I mean, we've been saying Nate's a front runner for a bunch of weeks in a row now, but, um, Gabby bought Nate a bag of chocolates in Belgium for his little daughter. And, um, I gotta say, man, after that moment, the Vegas odds on Nate must've dropped dramatically. It's gotta be at like minus 250 at this point that Nate is going to be the one that goes home with Gabby. Like, it's just so clear that, like, if you're Spencer or any other guy that's, like, kind of on the fringes with Gabby, you see your girl getting Nate a bag of chocolates for his daughter. It's like, man, there's almost nothing you can do at that point. So, uh, shouts out to Nate because, uh, yeah, I mean, feels like we're already coronating him. <laughs> um, Gabby brought, uh, she, she brought a box of the fish from the fish slap date to Logan because he missed out on the group date. Now... I got to be honest, me personally, I did not feel bad that Logan missed out on the funny fish slap moment, um, but apparently Gabby did, so, uh, you know, she kind of got him pretty good. That that was pretty redeeming, and I almost expected her to say, like, this one's for Rachel or something like that, but uh, no, didn't happen. Um, other little cocktail party notes, um, we had a Mario and Gabby playing soccer. No, it, it was Mario dancing with Gabby. Michael uh, playing soccer with Gabby out on the deck. And the reason I grouped those two together is because 
they both got out in the rose ceremony. Logan got selected over them, and uh, you know, I, I, I mean, it was a rough moment. I gotta be honest. It's uh, Mario looked like such a front runner after episode one, and he never got one on one, and he never had any interesting conversation or anything. So to see him blow a lead like that, really disappointing to me. I liked Mario a lot, but um, you know, looks like Gabby picked the guy that kind of just just showed up over him. So uh, from here on out, Gabby's uninvited from the cookout. That'll do it. This has been another great episode of Loverboys, a Bachelor podcast. Bye bye <laughs>